coming up on Just Elders Podcast. And then I try to always add context. So I'll never post a picture without giving a further description of what that picture is. I'm going to try to bring you into the emotion of it. Whereas at one point, you can just post a dope picture and everybody be like, this shit dope, right? And so I'll give you an example, right? If I post a picture of these Jordans without no context, they're just some Jordans. Yeah. But if I say, man, I'm from Barnesville City Projects, and before we had money, I had a concept of what the people who had money looked like. And one of the things I saw is that they was wearing Jordan shoes. So the first thing I decided I was going to do when I got some money was buy me a pair. It turned out into an outright addiction. Man, I was buying every one that they was making. I got a job at a shoe store so I could get a discount. Anytime I got paid, I bought shoes. I had such a problem that as I became an adult and got into corporate, I had more shoes than I had anything else. So when I quit my job to be an entrepreneur, at one point, the only thing I had level of value was some shoes. And I literally sold them piece by piece, shoe by shoe, $80 here, $200 there. Every group of $1,000 that was going to buy me two more weeks or a month to be an entrepreneur. I got to the point where I had none left. So from five years old up to 30 years old, even though it might be trivial to you, it meant something to me. So now when you see me walking with a pair of Jordans, these are the ones as a result from breaking myself down to zero and building back up. That's how you post shoes. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what, a, sh- what Jordans was that? <laughs> as, as opposed to. <clears throat> ready? Born ready. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Yeah. Time for your favorite podcast and favorite podcast. I got a good one for y'all today. Let's ride. Let's ride. Young dog. I wish I could erase it. My bitch asked what I want to do. Hey, y'all not be preaching, but. <laughs> Running from the laws in the cool. Whole song. <laughs> they bite everything that I do. Yeah. Smoke, yeah. Eat me some shrooms. <laughs> Living in your right here on earth. All I do is get high and work. See, when I listen to shit like this, I be like, man, I can do this shit. I can do this shit. <laughs> All right, we're going to do it just like this. What's up, family? You're tuning to the Just Shelter Podcast, the hottest podcast to ever get the airway. Super excited. We're about to record the greatest episode we have ever recorded. I say it every time, and I mean it every single time. Welcome, 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 welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome to all of our listeners, all of our family. All the gym family out there, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Shout out to all the first time listeners. Um, today I got a special podcast before I do that. Check it in. Keith, how you feeling, baby? Hey, Amen. Homecoming in the valley. You oh. know what I'm saying? <laughs> shout out, shout out, I shout appreciate, out. Appreciate that, appreciate that's, that's how we feeling. Man, we're going to get into it, man. Um, uh, today I'm excited about this. Um, y'all already know me. I got a lot of friends, got a lot of relationships in the city. Um, but some of the people that I should be on this pod, talking to on this podcast, I talk to more off the pod than anything. And, um, finally we just kind of worked it out on his schedule line, mine line. And we said, let's do it. Uh, this brother needs no introduction. Um, he's an online guru. He's a marketing genius. 
Um, he is a master teacher. Uh, he's a friend, nigga, funny as hell. But most importantly, my brother, man. Y'all shout out to the great Madi Wooler. What's up, bro? What's up, man? I appreciate you, bro. I know I've been uh, I've been coming for at least two years. Paul. Two years. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm glad we made it work. Bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, sure. uh, and you know what? Timing is perfect because two years ago, you wouldn't be where you at now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Internet wouldn't have evolved where internet yeah. has evolved to now. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm actually excited that we waited and we could have had this conversation. Because um, I've been enjoying watching your journey, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't seen you start from the video. I mean, the, the text carousel, just yeah, yeah. the black and white. Yeah. Um, Going back to when we met, like we when we met, you wasn't even, you hadn't took off yet. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was before that. Yeah. Yeah, right before the takeoff. And the cool, the reason I'm glad about that, because you just been the same cool ass night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. I appreciate it, man. Like some people change, yeah. like, but the I remember I met. Shout out to uh Sharif, that's who introduced yeah, yeah, us. We yeah. by Sharif, we by black. Yeah, yeah, good dude. Yeah, they introduced us, and that was before you were doing your thing, and I started watching. Yeah, so you got focused. You know what I'm saying? My ass, like, was that during the pandemic? So yeah, I think right before stuff started, like I started uh, working with Sharif like that December before. Yeah, I feel like we met. Man, you met like Q1. Yeah, right before stuff popped off. Yeah, so like when it popped off, yeah. you got focused. Yeah. I'm, I'm scrolling, looking yeah. at big booty holes, and <laughs> not creating content. And then you just yeah. go to another level. So today we're gonna talk about that. Uh, I got an audience full of entrepreneurs, an audience full of creatives, content creators who already follow you. So this is gonna be dope to dive in. But before we start, just tell the people who you are. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying give reason yeah, why you here. Real man, if I go too far. Um, but I think I think every neighborhood got one. But I'm like the smart dude from the hood. You know what I'm saying? So you're trying to make a way to you're trying to figure this whole thing out. Like I still play sports and all that stuff like everybody else. But it was the intellect piece that I was trying to navigate. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Y'all talking about homecoming? I ain't I ain't really go to one of them type of colleges where you want to go well, back. I was about to I was about to ask you where did you go? Unseasoned <laughs> chicken that? and pretzels. You know what I'm saying? It ain't <laughs> little blow up dogs and stuff. It ain't really nice. <laughs> where you went? <laughs> I went to Bucknell University in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Now top rank academically. But I ain't Dang. I ain't necessarily going back for home. White folk, yeah, yeah. white folk. Yeah, yeah. We can count the black people. Yeah, we. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How you got there? Cause you a letter nigga. Yeah. So I was looking. Um, similar thing. I was in that balance between the academics was good. I was playing sports. I didn't necessarily have NFL dreams, but you definitely want to see how far you can take it. Yeah. So I was getting recruited by your smaller D one schools, like your Ivy League schools. So mm. it came down to Bucknell. Columbia and Georgetown, and I just had a better overall like scholarship package from Bucknell. So, coming from like humble beginnings, you like you trying to navigate that and come out of it with the least amount of damage. Right. So, took the visit, went and seen what it looked like to have that level of resources, and was like, oh, we going here? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Bucknell, I ain't never even heard that shit. Now that you're a little bit older, right? Yeah. In retrospect, you said you chose it off of the scholarship package. Yeah. Knowing what you know now, would you still have? chose Buckney or would you went to Georgetown? No, no, no. I would chose Bucknell. Absolutely. Um, because the network. So you say I never heard of it, which is interesting because I was in the same boat. I'm like, I don't really know. Mm. It's a real small, what they call highly selective private liberal arts, AKA mm. it's going to be hard to hell to get in here. Mm. We take care of our own once you are here. And this is one of the foundational schools before people go to Harvard for their masters or before you go to Wharton for 
your MBA. So mm. a lot of your power brokers, they got more affinity for where they went to undergrad because that's where you build your community at. Right. So like on that part, academically and being prepared to go into corporate, top rank. You play yeah, ball yeah. there? I played my freshman year. I had a couple bad concussions and then just decided to hang it up. But you was prepared to go into corporate. Yeah, they had a ninety nine percent placement rate within six months. You got to try harder not to get a job. They had a lot of uh, pipeline programs yeah, absolutely. too. Yeah, yeah. So sure. this, this is a question I like to ask the football players now. Yeah, with this new age of football, with all the content they got, yeah. the NIL deals, Dion coaching, what would have changed about your football career back then if you had everything they got now? Oh boy, look. So you got to give me social media with it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right? That's yeah, what I'm so social media. media plus NIL. Um, I think for for those of us who like again came from like humble beginnings, you had to try to find a way to make some money that worked with inside the guidelines. Couldn't nobody give you no money. Couldn't right. nobody give you no gift on the table. Yeah. Right. So it's like if you at a school, even at a minimum, you can do a local partnership with the, whoever the GMC of 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 Auburn, and at least you can get a car. Right, you can you can shout out whatever the local restaurant. At least you can eat for free. Where we were trying to hustle to figure it all out. So right. I think there's a let's just say like a regional play that you can make because you're the man at your campus. You're the man in a 200 mile radius. Right. And then people that's got a national prominence. That's a whole different bag, right? They talking right. about LeBron's son and Dion's son. They bringing in grown folks money. Right. And, and so it changes what what everything look like. These young niggas got it so good, and they don't know it, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and let me go back, bro, because I, I need to catch myself and put some respect on the boys. The man named Bronny James and Shador Sanders, not Dion and LeBron's son. You know what I'm saying? I, okay. And they out here putting. No, I, 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 I feel yeah. the respect, but yeah. at the same time, you know, we we big up dads right here. You know what I'm sure. saying? Y'all dad, your, they dads gave them a real dope platform, and they making their dads proud. See, that's the thing too. Yeah. We talk about it too. The struggle of being great, great. and your son not. You know what I'm saying? We see that a lot of times. Yeah. So I'm like glad to see that them boys are really living up. Yeah, and I them. even connect the dots. So like LeBron and team, they gave us a non-traditional way to look at how you market an app, right? Right. Dion and them took that and ran with it and said, we're going to bring that in-house on the family level. So really? if we got if we got a cash cow out front, either one of his sons, mm-hmm. I got my other son handling the media. I got my daughter handling all the management, all the licensing, all the, all the right? So like if you really want to talk about building a family business, if you really want to talk about sharing the wealth, they lay in a model that we haven't seen before, bro. It is. Like, I mean, I know Shadour killing it, but his other son, um, Travis, like, he killing it too. That's that that's uh that's his son named Shiloh. No, nah, Travis Hunter, his real son. Relax. I done came to, I done came to the realization. <laughs> like, see, that's his son that grew up poor. That's why he really like him. That's it. Yeah, you, you, you gotta listen to them interviews. Listen to interviews. You know what I'm I love my sons, but Travis, he come from where I come from. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you you, yeah. you need you can relate that to that dog, chip that, that chip on your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. 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 Then he was touring around that time. But I get I give so I give both people credit differently because it take a lot to come from. Let's just call it humble beginnings, and because you got to have a certain level of vision to see past your current circumstance. Right. But it's not easy to come from resources because you got to find something deeper in you to get and be hungry. Yeah, to be hungry, yeah, yeah. And yeah. especially when you're talking about a physical sport, where you it's easy to be like one wrong hit, but well, y'all can have this. Can Put have it on this marketing shit. team. You <laughs> know what I mean? Nah, nah, that's nah, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's, so but I that's why that. I say I do like. I do like Shador. He killing it. Yeah, I played quarterback too, so we can dive into that too. Couple boys, oh, hold on. You so you play yeah, quarterback yeah, yeah, at yeah. Buckner. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pre- I'm B-U-C-K-N-E-L-L, pretty sure. B U C K N E L L Bucknell. And I'm pretty sure you're 
one of the, like the how many black people was on the football team? <laughs> one. <laughs> No, no, no. That was most of, that's where most of the black people was at. But the school had like 30, 34, 3,500 students and probably 120 black students. Mm, so it was that, okay. that ratio. But vast majority of folks played sports. Mm, playing, and doing being a black QB, talk about that. Because that, yeah. during that time, it wasn't really Yeah, who was popular. out? Who was a black QB when you were playing? Um, At the NFL level or collegiate level? NFL and collegiate. So you, I, I came out of high school in 05. So okay. like we went to Michael Vick camp. Okay. That was okay. a big deal. Say right? less. Yeah. Say, that's and all I was going to make sure. Mike Say Nick, DJ Shockley. Yeah, yeah. So Shock and them were a little bit older than us, but yeah. we would play – seven on seven against the schools that they went to. Okay. Right. And then, um, so I was right in that sort of, you, you had McNabb, you had McNair, you had mm-hmm. Vic. They and were his trying, brother too, but did McNabb yeah, brother play um, quarterback too? Michael Vic brother. Michael Vic brother. Yeah, Marcus that's Vic. A, that's a Marcus so I, I was a weird spot though, because I wasn't as fast and athletic as what they was marketing black quarterbacks to be. I was more prototypical, you know what I'm saying? Drop back, make a smart decision, throw it out of bounds. Yeah. So I kind of got crossed into like, hey, we thought you would go just take off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to read the defense. Hey, Something wrong. Atlanta, look, hey, look, and you from Atlanta too? We thought we getting Mike Vick. <laughs> like, yeah, nah, nah, nah. Hell no. Nah. And uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it, man. My 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 um. So I played high school ball with Cam Newton, man. He's a good friend. Nice. Uh, he's a little bit younger than me. I get to say that I started, but it's only because I was older. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he he uh. He took my high school, and, and of course, we know what he did in college and pro. Because you went to Westlake. Yeah. Okay. So we always had good sports. Um, Pac-Man Jones was yeah. a senior when we was freshmen. So, yeah. yeah Westlake. Yeah, powerhouse. What? Yeah. Let me tell you, in Atlanta, they talk heavy on Doug, how many Astros are. But Westlake, we don't interview some Westlake super, yeah. superstars. Man, Westlake a beast, bro. Yeah. Like, it's just the Atlanta versus uh, Fulton County thing, right? So we Fulton County School versus right. Atlanta Public. And shout out to all of them, but um, they know what's up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. okay, I can see it. Now, yeah. keep going. You you in school now. You, yeah. you got hit. You said, I'm too smart for this. Yeah, yeah, I'm too smart for this. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, you, you again, you you there for a reason. So, right. I, I wasn't, it wasn't lost on me that I wasn't going to the NFL, right? I was like, let me just do what I got to do. So, then academically, you tap into something different where you realize, like, they got unlimited resources. Right. And I'm going to give you, that's kind of nerdy, but for perspective. Let's say you're doing a research paper right. and you need a book. If it ain't in the library, it'll be there in 24 hours. They take pride in making sure you got what you need on your learning journey. Nice. If you need a laptop, you can check one out for the semester. Check it back in, check it back out. So there was no reason not to succeed. Mm-hmm. If you needed a writing tutor, just go to the writing center. They free. Nice. You just got to ask for help. Nice. So humility, right? You got to learn that piece because you used to being big dog at your high school, but you got to come here and academically. I wasn't on par. So I was a straight A student all the way till I got to college. Got there and was like, oh, I got to get recalibrated. Right. And I made it through, right? I think I graduated 3-5. But, like, it took a while to sort of navigate that piece. Nice. So when you came out of school, um, I know you talk about in your journey how you did corporate and yeah. you worked with a lot of marketing companies. How did that transition happen? Like, did you come straight out of school, get a job? Like, what so, was that? no, it started in school. So I was a teacher's assistant for corporate finance and for marketing. And the marketing professor uh, taught the case study method. So you would take a real situation that happened in business and then ask us as students, what would we do in that situation? Mm. Then he would bring back somebody from that company to tell you what the company actually did. So he would bring back a Bucknell alum to say, here's how we actually did that situation. So I was, as the person who was the TA, I was like booking the flights for the CEOs, coordinating everything. And of course, I'm 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 still 
I'm leaving here with something. <laughs> I'm around the way. Around the way. So I'm, I'm going to get something. this contact and I'm right. going to make sure we stay connected. So I ended up uh, developing a powerful relationship with, a, with a, a guy who became a mentor figure that helped me navigate corporate. So I had my job before I graduated. It was just a formality at that point. I love I love that because I still see you do that online now. Mm. If something happened, like you did that with Juvenile. And I know you said they reached out to you. Uh, I don't know if you could talk about that situation. Yeah, yeah, but online. Yeah, but is that what you're talking about? Like Juvenile released this and you just gave a whole case study. If this was you, you would do it this way. Yeah, so like let's take – um. I'm trying to think of something that, that, that that's that's universally relevant, but let, we we'll take juvenile, right? Okay. And that's, I just that's I, sexy red. We'll take juvenile. Um, and I want to <laughs> I want to say this, and, and this is part of the platform stuff and preface it. And I and I'm glad I, I cleared it up with his team. I wasn't trying to take a shot at them and their marketing. I was just saying, here is what I do in this situation, given the scenario, right? So every company or anytime you launch in a product, you got to figure out ahead of time what we want to do three months, six months or a year from now. Right. And then sometimes you got to figure out shit. Now that we're doing it, how fast can we course correct and do something different? So an example of, um, for, for context for people who don't know, oftentimes I'll just take something that's trending and say, here's what I would do. So after juvenile did tiny desk and it like had a resurgence. So for us, it was nostalgia. Like, damn, it's nine, nine and 2000. For the younger folks who might have heard him from TikTok, they like, oh, this who this is. Right. Right. So we saw him blow up. And and I'll even put some respect just on organic marketing. People was asking to have him on Tiny Desk. He like, I don't know what Tiny Desk is. So mm-hmm. they went from I don't know what Tiny Desk is to him blowing up with let's just say six months time. Now that you catch this this sort of resurgence, what do we do with all these added impressions? What do we do with all these eyeballs? Right. So I just dug into the history real quick and was like, oh shit. We had the 25th anniversary of 400 Degrees. He dropped that in 98. We in 2023. I would do a 25th year anniversary tour and hit this same thing that we just felt from Tiny Desk. Yeah, he can he can sell out a, a stadium or a coliseum. That's not the point of this particular piece. You can still do that. But I would try to take that boutique experience to the different cities, and I would want to own the monetization of it. Because right. when you go do a concert, they say, hey, we're going to give you a certain, amount, a certain guaranteed amount per city per show. And we'll handle the rest. Right. And they I'm taking saying, everything. I'm saying, nah, nah, nah. We'll handle it. Right. Let me post and say, everybody in Atlanta, give me your email. And if enough people say they're interested, we coming. Everybody in Oakland, give me your email. And if enough people say they're interested, we coming. And now I'm going to build a database. I'm going to know where my top 20 cities at, where I can sell 2,000, 4,000, 10,000 tickets. Right. And we'll take the 60 as opposed to the 40. Or we'll take the 80 as opposed to the 20. It's a little more manpower, but it's a lot more profit. Right. Yeah. So when I seen it, it was, it was a dope layout. So you said they, did they reach out to you or did, yeah, yeah, did yeah. they feel, were they offended? You no, said? they wasn't. They wasn't offended. So okay. people kept tagging him in the, in the uh, comment section. Yeah. And then someone tagged his manager and then DM me and said, Hey, I want y'all to know each other. So she sent me a message. And the first thing I said was, Hey, I hope this was re- received in good faith. Cause that's what it was written in. If, if anything I shared with you guys is useful, please take it and use it. Right. And she like, nah, we appreciate this. We've been in the war room thinking through some things, and this gave us some additional stuff to build off of. Mm-hmm. And so we just exchanged exchange some pleasantries. And I'm like, if y'all in Atlanta, if y'all need anything, let me know. And I'm fully booked. I don't, I don't want, I don't want to be. I'm not auditioning to be part of the marketing team. Right. I got my own shit. Y'all got y'all's. But if I can help in any way, I'm, I'm down to do it, man. Um, I I know it worked for me. I I think I see a lot of plays like that where people yeah. have, um. What's the white boy name? Gary V. Gary yeah. V. said it. Uh, and much I don't, he, I ain't, I ain't his biggest fan, but it was real when he said this. He was like, man, y'all just be giving away culture. Y'all be giving mm. away content and opportunity. 
And what I didn't like about it, he was like, well, I'm going I'm to take it and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show y'all how to sell it. That's what he had. I think he did an interview with, uh, it was one of the rappers. I think it was Jeezy at the time when he said that. <clears throat> but I think there are so many times where we assume they know, yep. but they don't know. They just, yep. they just be missing yep. the mark on that. Why, why do you think that is? Why do you think people are blind, have so many blind spots when they're that high on the platform? So it's a couple of different things. And let's, let's do, I'll do a personal example and then we can do like a structural brand example. Right. It's not that we necessarily don't know. We missing the infrastructure. Right. So let's say, for example, we, we both like merch. Somebody said, man, I want a T-shirt company. They automatically think that a T-shirt company is the designs. Right. A T-shirt company is supply chain. Right. Can you get it from where it's at, do something with it, and get it to where it need to go to profitably in a small period of time? Now, marketing is going to amplify that. Right. But the structure part that you might not understand is how much the blanks cost. Am I doing heat press or am I doing screen print? Am I doing direct to garment or am I doing something else? Am I doing drop shipping? Am I handling myself? How do I get a um, preferred account with UPS versus just showing up and waving at Miss Darlene at the post office, right? right? Right. Waiting in the back of the line with a bundle of shit. So we don't always understand how to get our idea to the masses. So connecting those two stories for me, corporate gave me the structure. And when I say corporate, I don't mean no disrespect because there's different levels of it. I'm at the headquarter office for Mars. Mars is the number one candy company in the world. Right. right? So we're doing things like going to character count to figure out how they invented the, 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 the peanut M&M people. And how do you give human characteristics to something that's not real? Right. How did y'all build pedigree dog food brand to be 1.4 billion? And what do you say to get a whole bunch of people to act in one direction at the same time? So I'm learning how you talk to the masses, but then how you like, add in the financial piece, add in the supply piece, add in the human capital piece. And then you try to bring that to regular folks. So you bring that to social media. If you're the talent, right? right. You've never been in those rooms. Nobody never sat down and went through a PL with you. They just like, bro, saying just rap. The money going to keep coming. Right. right. Even if you are a regular personal brand today, like I can get booked to go speak somewhere and somebody can manage that. Hey, got you in another city, got you in another city, got you in another city. You just got to trust that they negotiated the rate the right way. Right. You tell them what you want to make. You don't know how much cap they put on top of it. So it's that at scale. And then you got to back it out. Like if we're talking about Juve, you got to back it out 20 years, right. 25 years before this. How the hell are you supposed to know? You know what I mean? And then most of your structured corporate folks, they stay in corporate because it's so rewarding. Right. You know what I mean? It's hard to give a couple hundred thousand dollars in guaranteed benefits for a chance at entrepreneurship. So, and any question you got, yeah, I know I, I just well, got a lot. I wanted to just piggyback <clears throat> off of that because um, that's from like the artist standpoint. I understand that. Yeah. But why do you think some of the artists, uh, the marketing team, why do you think sometimes the ideas get, or let me rephrase it like this. Yeah. Why do you think ideas get stale or old in a marketing uh, group or a yeah, group? Yeah, yeah. Cause like, I'm pretty sure you first get hired on, you have all the ideas. Right, right, right. right. 20 years out, you know, or however long his team is with him. Like what, you know, how do you keep it fresh or what you lose the passion? So I'll take it away from him. So it it doesn't um, feel like that. Right. Let's just talk about how organizations get stale. Mm -hmm. Everything still goes from top down. So you got to have a CEO that understands and emphasizes marketing. Some CEO are sales based people. They like go close the deal. Yeah. Right. Other CEOs are um, protocol type people. They want to do everything the right way. 
marketing, we like cowboys. We like, yeah, this shit'll work, right? Give me 20 million. <laughs> Give me 150,000. So you need somebody that's going to let you take some risk. You need somebody that's going to let you fail. And then those big wins are going to make up for those small failures. When you start dealing with humans, we don't typically have enough capital to fail. So then what we do is we play it safe because we like this 30,000 got to work, right? This post got to work. I ain't got nothing else in the arsenal. You know what I'm saying? So I got to put my best. I'm spending how much? Exactly. Right. So um, oftentimes things could have, if you like, let's just say you, if you are marketing to the national level, you got like a 90 day to six month lag between when you're going to see the thing really work or not. But that's a lot of money to spend on a chance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So most of these things, they end up rolling up into a bigger corporation, even if it's music, right? And so they're just looking at, like, we've got 200 artists that all might have their independent teams or they all might share resources. I got to bet on the thing that gives me the greatest chance of a return as opposed to something that could be a huge spike or it could be, you know what I mean, a low in the valley. So I think like anything, you end up smoothing the lines out because you're scared to take risk. So you you keep talking about marketing, yep. but I think people have, I could be wrong, but I think a lot of people associate you strictly with Instagram. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so as far as your teaching, where do you, like, what do you, where's your sweet spot of what you like to really teach and grow people at? So even the way you phrase the question, I think it illustrates the strength and the weakness from my side, right? Most people know me for content and they know that for Instagram. That's the last part of it. Right. The shit that I do before I get there is where the magic at, right? right? So by the time I write the words, you're already done for. Because before that, I had to figure out who am I talking to? Right. What mentality do they currently have? Where am I trying to take them to? And how long am I going to have to keep giving them a message before they're ready to go there? Right. So I'm thinking through all that. I'm just not sharing it with the populace. Right. I just show up and give you six videos, a couple carousels. And before you know it, you in this thing we call a funnel, which is just a process or a path to purchase. You know what I'm saying? So people know me for the end result. They don't necessarily know the stuff that come before that. Right. So I seen, like I said, I was saying before when we started, I seen it progressing. Yeah. Carousel. Yeah. Started there. Um, then Right when I bought the carousel and I was about to learn, bam, real master class. I'm like, fuck. No, nah, they came all the way around. <laughs> no, <it was laughs> a content class. Then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a content. Yeah. It was yeah. a uh, co- uh, what? Content that converts. Content that converts. The gift now, that keep on giving. Shout out to content that converts, boy. Hey. Hey, I done bought a, <laughs> you know, I'm ashamed to say, but I done bought all your shit. <laughs> it might not look like it, but I own every course you have, bro. I'm talking about every. Hey, that's love, bro. Like, I got you from here on out. Whatever you need, just text, text the line, bro. Well, let me ask you this. You yeah. say you, as you're thinking about those processes, is that something that you're just doing now? coming up with the carousels and all of that yep. or even just all of the marketing like you said it's in my mind first and yep. then it's sold gotcha is that something you've done as an entrepreneur or did you also develop that while you're working for the marketing company? all right perfect yeah so when i was at the companies you are i'll give you an example of like when you first start you're just carrying out what somebody has planned right by the time i left you just get a they give you an objective all right so you are responsible for um, let's say when I was on paper made ink pens, I'm responsible for bringing in $25 million worth of new money this year on my portion of the business that's worth 250. So I got to bring in 10% growth. How you get there is up to you. You can get there through. So the reason I talk about marketing is most people only think about the communication. I'm thinking about the science. So I can get there through a new product. 
or through changing an existing product. I can get there through manipulating price, lowering price, raising price, doing a hybrid. I can get there through promotion, which is really the, the communications wing. What do we say? Do we launch a new campaign or a series of campaigns? I can get there through distribution. Maybe I'm not where I should be. Maybe I'm in a thousand Walmarts and I should be in 2000. And by doubling my distribution, I can double my revenue. So all of that happens first. You're thinking through what is the right thing to do. Then we get to how do we communicate it once we choose the right thing. So I was doing that in corporate. I'm doing a smaller version of that now in entrepreneurship. Yes. You got yeah. You. And, um, how would you define marketing? Because you, you've yeah. said it a lot yeah. around here. And I'm trying to figure out how do you define it. Yeah. So I would call marketing um, the complete science behind how you find an idea decide if it has any value to a marketplace and then develop and communicate that all the way through. So like in my humble opinion, most people start marketing after they create the product marketing tells you, should I even create it? You mm, know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So a lot of folks, they already chasing the a ball. Like, damn, I already made this thing. I'm already, I already got the money. Now you're just trying to manipulate messaging. And I'm saying, where, 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 why'd you come up with that? Like where that came from? Who told you that was a good idea? Yeah. Who and told who, you to do that? Who is it for? Right. Right. And then can you get to those people profitably? So we got amazing ideas, but if you can't get to the people, then the people that you land on, the best they can tell you is, bro, that's fine. But they ain't going to buy it because it don't, it don't resonate with them. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Yeah. And all this is in the course, right? Yeah, for sure. Is it? No. I got all of them, bro. Look, let me tell you, that shit ain't work like that. <laughs> like, but look, 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 because I be, I be, I be riding for mine, right? Because I can go, I can pull up my laptop and out there off camera. I can see how many times he done logged in and how much he done completed, right? And now we're in a duality. I got to figure out where I take responsibility. Did I teach it the right way? Did I make it digestible? And then where you take responsibility is, did you put I, the work in? I think you teach it. Let's start with content that converts. Okay, cool. I think you teach it the right way. Okay. Um, the way you break it down. I really do. What what I what I seen is, I'm never gonna miss the live version. Cause the mm. people that get there first, yeah, they yeah. get the best. Okay. Uh, cause he does answer questions. You know what I'm saying? He's interactive, and then you get the energy of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like when I'm watching the replay, I could tell it was high energy. I mm -hmm. could tell he was ready to teach. He came ready to put in their work. Yeah, yeah. But like. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Well, as you, as you describing it, because I know you, then I know where the do. Yeah. Cause is. I know you, you feed up the energy. Exactly. Cause I'm yeah. listening. I'm like, I know the I type would, of student I am. I would yeah. watch a replay. I don't like the lot. Yeah. yeah. Because see, I'm like, ah, oh, these people got stuff to say. The type of student I'm, I, I am, I gotta be there. Like, write it in. Like I'm taking Spanish right now and I meet with my uh, teacher three, three times a week, but I miss one, miss one class and she gave me the homework and recorded. And it's it, not, it ain't, yeah, I get you. I'm not that student. I'm the, your energy person. So let me let me let me tie these together. I did a survey and said, "How do you prefer to learn?" Some people like I need to be there live. Other people say I like to learn on my my own time. Yeah. And that's why I package the product that way, where I teach you live and then I sell the replay that allows you to move at your own pace. Mm -hmm. What I've found is, especially if you got multiple kids, I got to be able to squeeze it in around my schedule, so I can grab twenty minutes of this, thirty minutes of that. Yes. I can do this before everybody else wake up. The live folks tend to be ones without the family. They like, look, I'm locked in, right? And let me go and get my two hours whoa, whoa, and, got do, a family. <laughs> and do something with it. So um, there, there's not a, necessarily a perfect medium, but I like doing both because you can hit both sides of the market. Now, your shit good, man. Like, I ain't, I ain't going to lie. Like, I bought it on because of one I wanted to support. 
But, and two, I'm an impulse shop. Like, I'm a real fucking consumer. Yeah, yeah. All right, let me just tell you that. Like, I'm the ideal, we want this guy to see our commercial. When it comes to anything, nigga, I got so many fucking cores and tripods and nigga, I'll be like, oh, we need that shit. (laughs) Like, we need that shit. I got, I got four switchers (laughs) because I bought the first one. It was the mini. Then I'm like, oh, we need the big one. And I got the big one. I'm like, damn, we didn't get the ISO. But I accidentally bought the small ISO, so I had to got to get it. Yep. yep. I'm that consumer. Yep. So like me buying the shit don't mean shit. <laughs> I'm buy I buy everything. Um, why do you feel like, or do you feel like, nah, that ain't how I want to ask. What separates you from all these other coaches? Um, online. I would say like there's there's a couple different things. The first thing is the origin. I didn't get into it to get into coaching. Okay. Right. So my original perspective is you got to earn the right to become a consultant or a coach. You need to have a body of work. You need to be done, did something somewhere that's recognizable. Mm-hmm. So that now you got different situations that when people are, or when people are presented with different situations, you got multiple ways to answer that question. Right. As a saying, this is the only way I know how to do it. This is how I do it. It should work for you. Right. right. So mine was more of a, I stumbled into it because people kept asking for it. Folks just kept, kept calling me. Hey man, I got an idea. I need to run it by you. And then it was only when I'm talking with a friend, he's like, you know, you're doing consulting, right? And I'm like, nah, this ain't consulting. We're just helping folks out. You know what I mean? I still got 10 more years to put in corporate. Then I'll do some consulting. He's like, nah, you already doing it. Like, look around. The world has changed. But I'm used to sitting in a corporation with 50,000 employees. I ain't even thinking about, I don't even understand entrepreneurship when I'm at that level. Right. Right. I'm not thinking that there's a person making 172,000 and they happy. There's a person making sixty two thousand five, all for they self independent. They they over the, you know what I mean? They 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 happy in the motherfucker, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know this world yet, so I kind of stumbled into it. So the first part I would say is I didn't get into it for the money grab, mm-hmm. where a lot of folks like me. I know one thing, I'm about to scream about it. So one part is 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 kind of how we get there. The other part is what's our backstory and what we've done, right? So I have launched over thirteen hundred products on every continent, but Antarctica. Right. Mm-hmm. I understand business through and through. And I feel confident that I can step in a room at any level and contribute some value. And sometimes that's just shutting the fuck up. Other time that's taking the stage. Right. right. So I'm walking into it as pure as you can walk into it. Right. People asking for a thing. And I'm like, oh, this is now we're talking about marketing. So let me deliver something to the market. The other part is you judge a true. I mean, you judge a, a tree by the fruit it bears. So I look back at the testimonials. I look back at the reviews. I got a testimony, a seven minute video today where a dude said I went from 8,000 to 40 some thousand and I made 40 some thousand my first launch. He said, I recommend you buy everything he teach unless you know you're not, unless you know you're the person that's not ready to put in the work. You know what I'm saying? So I think the part of it that makes it different is I'm going to take a little bit more of a scientific approach. I don't move at the same space. I ain't hustling something every two weeks. I'm really sitting back thinking through this stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Even in Reels Masterclass, there's a slide and people meet, people speed past it. It took me 90 days to make that one slide because yeah. I had to put the test in to get the data to come back. What they really look like? Man, I post three to five times a day. Right. What 90 days look like, right? I tell people, don't even judge it till you don't put out 100 pieces of content that I'm recommending. Don't judge your Reels so you put out 100 of them. Don't judge your carousel so you don't put out 100 of them. People put out three and they like, bro, right? right? And I'm saying, give yourself some time because I think we like ego and social making us feel like we got to run down goals quicker than they normally take, right? 
Like, bro, it takes years to, to actually build something substantial. You know right. what I'm saying? And then once you do it, you can scale it way quicker. Y'all could break this room down and go set up a new podcast in another room amazingly quick. You know what I'm saying? I got that from my boy Ryan, right? Like, once I done did it one time, doing it the second time, oh, yeah. Right? But it might take a while to learn how to do it that first time. So how do you how do you close out that noise? Because you in a society where it is social media is the highlight reel for everybody. Yeah. And it seems like your customer wants that person, right? That customer wants to deal with that person that look like they got all the motion. So how yeah. do you close that out and stay focused? So it 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 take a lot. Um and if you I don't approach social media from a consumption. I approach it from a creation side. Okay. So I don't really get lost in everybody else stuff. I'm aware of it, but I really don't spend that much time consuming it. I also speak in quotes and parables, right? Elijah Muhammad said, you don't have to condemn a dirty glass. Just put a clean one next to it. So I just say, this is what I do, right? I'm moving, I'm moving, I'm moving authentically. I ain't getting into the drama. I'm saying this, how we doing it over here. I ain't saying that how you doing it ain't working. I'm just doing it like this over here. So one thing I don't teach, I don't teach hustles fads and gimmicks. If you need to make a thousand dollars a day, I ain't your person, mm-hmm. right? If, you, if you're trying to make rent in the next two weeks and you're trying to jump in this class real quick, this, this ain't going to get you that. I'm like, I'm looking at people who are trying to build sustainable businesses who plan on being here for the long term and you try to do stuff the right way. So let me ask you this because social media is something that we've kind of grown up with, right? Yeah, for sure. When, when did you first, like I, I see Instagram as your uh, social media of choice but what are some others that you use? And then two, when did you actually like unlock it? Like, when did you say, you know what, let me sit down and study this because, yeah. you know, these young people, they just get on, they are already in it. But yeah. when you're a little bit older, it's like, damn, I don't even know what this button do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my arc was similar, right? I, Facebook came out the year before I went to college. So I'm waiting for that .edu so I can get on there, right? Yeah. And I'm, I, I graduated 05 yeah, too. So I'm only thinking about Facebook for, like, girls. Yeah. I ain't thought about a business, right? What about crunk friends? Y'all had crunk friends out there? I don't think we had that. Oh, I, I got to go friend. take me back. <laughs> so I'm only thinking Black about Facebook for, for the social part. I ain't thinking about the media part yet, mm-hmm. right? Just the social. So I'm on there like most people. I go into corporate. I do the opposite. I shut down social because I don't want no scandal. I want to be able to keep my job. Yeah. I don't want to tweet the wrong thing, say the wrong thing, be the wrong thing. None of that, right? Yeah. So to speed that up, when I left corporate for the last time in 2016, it took me two years to burn the boats to be like, I'm not going back. And if I go back, then they can read everything I've ever wrote it, wrote it, <laughs> everything I've ever written and decided they want to hire me. So 2018, I'm an entrepreneur, but I haven't bought in yet. And so social is lagging as well. Only after talking to a couple of friends, I'm like, yo, I'm missing a huge opportunity here to actually be myself all the way on this platform. But to bring the question to a close, it literally was a little bit after we met and I wrote a post that said, may the best content creator win because I was tired of consulting. I was tired of doing client work. And I'm like, let me do for myself what I've been trying to do for other people. And I went from 10 to 100,000 followers in a year. You know what I mean? And now it really ain't no looking back. Where you at now? How many followers now? Uh, two thirty or something. Two thirty. Yeah. What's the um growth rate? What are you seeing now? Like how how fast are you growing now that you know it and you get it? Yeah, you can call your shots at this point. Like a steady growth week from I mean, a steady growth rate for me is like a thousand followers a week. Yeah. But if I wanted to grow twenty thousand followers or thirty thousand followers before Thanksgiving, I could. You just know where levers to pull, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just use IG for example. 
the quickest way to grow is by creating shareable content. The number one shareable content is reels. So don't go to your stories trying to grow because that would be counterproductive, right? So jump on reels because that's going to get you the fastest thing to grow. When we were talking about carousels, carousels uh, predated reels. And let me talk to you about integrity and the reason why I corrected you on the order of the classes. Content that converts came first. It teaches all of content. Mm -hmm. Then I said, here's a journey I'm about to go on to teach myself reels. My first narrative was, I don't like this. I don't like short form video because it's setting people up for failure. There's nothing you can learn in seven seconds or 32 seconds. that's going to make you dangerous. You can just get a little bit of it. Right. So you guys could pan this room, show the mics, show the wires and be like, this is how you set up a podcast. Bing, bing, bong. But boy, just any one of these stations will break you. Like what you do if the wire got a shortage in it? What you do if you go to quick the switcher and the switcher don't switch? Mm-hmm. How you go between the wide shot and the tight shot? You can't teach that in seven seconds. Right. So I was a little anti at first because I was slow to make that change. Once I bought in, I said, now give me six months. I'm going to go master it and then I'm going to teach it. Right. right. I remember. And then the only reason I brought carousels out was when Instagram came back and said, we went too far on video. We're going to balance this shit out more. And we're going to go back to prioritizing photos, carousels, et cetera, because now I can do it with integrity and I can say, hey, this thing is a critical piece of your element. Right. Now, I don't use carousels for follower growth, but I use carousels for sales because I got a clear person for five, seven, ten swipes. And I can tell a cohesive story that get you to take the action at the end. Now, I'm going to mark right here because this is an integrity question, right? Yeah. Um, speaking of integrity, if if you're on social media and, you know, you're getting caught in scrolling yeah. and you see a content creator, boom, pop up. And you're like, okay, I like the content. I want to follow them. And then they're selling the course. Or is there anything that the average person can look out for to say, hey, uh, the engagements don't match up with the followers? Like, Is there something like that you can say yeah. that mm, this might not be a... Yeah. And, you know, high integrity content. Yeah. Let's, we can create it on the spot, right? Let's just call it the integrity checklist, right? Okay. Uh, how do I, how do I audit and vet that somebody is legit before I invest my money in this, especially if it's information based? So the first thing I'm going to tell a person is go look at their free content. Are they a giver or are they short arming you? Right. Here's the difference a giver is going to say, here are the three C's of content one, two, three. And here's a fourth extra. Be my guest. Short arm person is going to say, here are the three C's of content. First C, text me for the rest. Email me for the next, right? Mm-hmm. They're automatically trying to get to the sale. Some of those. You know what I'm saying? Sure so look at their free content and just see what they're saying. Look in their comment section and see our people naturally giving them some level of testimonial, right? Hey, I took this. It worked for me. Look how they, I don't, I don't delete negative, negative comments. A woman commented yesterday, and say, I'm still going to rock with you. I'm going to buy everything you come out with, even though nobody replied to my answer about my $50 voucher. I said, apologies for the inconvenience. Send an email to info at 100kcampaign.com. I'll make sure somebody replies on Monday when they back in the office. If you don't hear from them, you'll hear from me. So I ain't deleting it, right? We might miss an email, and we're going to do our best to remedy it. So like, look at how the praise happens, and then look at how they deal with critique and criticism. You know what I'm saying? Now, if we want to go nerdier, go to their sales page. You can, there's a, a website called builtwith.com. Yeah. Right. So you can yeah. see everything that's integrated on a page. What they use in this, that, and the third. I like to Google those different associations, right? So are they getting press from whoever they're working with? I'll get into the metadata of a picture. 
is this a stock image? The stock image gave you a testimonial? Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all wilding. That's ain't a real person, right? So now I'm 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 going deep into whatever it is they're talking about. I'm definitely going to test out the free thing. You're doing a free webinar, I bet. Ain't no pressure. Register. See what their communication flow look like. Go into the class. Ask a question. Look around, right? And I think all of this is relative to what you expect to get out of it. If you buy, I know some people that done spent, you know, 10, 50, 100,000. You definitely need to do your vetting. You catch a $27 flash sale for Thanksgiving. I mean, shit, $27, right? Because I see those, like, it's like the package is normally $9.99, but yeah. Nine dollars. <laughs> hold on, that's a big jump, yeah. bro. Like, so there's different psychology around it, right? I it's cheesy to me. I see why it works for other people, but that ain't necessarily my pricing strategy, right? Was twenty five thousand? You get it today for nineteen dollars, right? You like <laughs> that's you know what I'm saying. But there's a there's a um, subpopulation of people that like to feel like they're winning. Yeah. So it appears to that psychology where you're like, I got over, man. Dang. Right. There's also just the um, perceived value of it. So you're stacking all these different things and you're like, I get this and I get this and I get this and I get this. And then this other tier is like everything in the silver package plus these three things. Right. So sometimes you're just creating a way to help people navigate to the best decision for them. So no shade to anybody to use it. Just not my personal style. I don't teach it. I don't necessarily recommend it. I'm more of a straightforward person. Here's what it is. Here's what I think you will get out of it if you do and apply these things. And here's what it costs. And then throughout the year, strategically, I have different types of discounts or different types of promotions. Yeah. Um, But yeah, audit my my bad. I want to make sure I don't want to leave it hanging. That's a serious question. So audit the free content. Of course, audit their website. And I'm using a fancy word. When I say audit, click into the stuff, read it, watch the video, see if anybody else is, um, complaining, those types of things. And then it never fails to just ask a direct question. Make sure you are a good fit for the thing. Yeah. Now, I'll be on the other side as a person that sells glasses and courses, yeah. right? I'm not dancing. <laughs> you silly. We we got to do our due diligence and saying, let me communicate this as it is, right? So what I say, the difference between my content and my course, my content is random. My course is an organized structure to get you to a result, right? Awesome. So I'm telling you, follow this methodology to get to this particular thing. We got to do a better job of teaching. We got to do a better job of of marketing what we come out with to see that there's a fit. I don't think that every time that there is a mixed match that is intentional. But I do think when you find it, you got to do something to correct it. You know what I mean? So I've heard you say this a couple of times, you know, yeah. people that ain't ready to do the work. If they're buying your courses independent of relationship or engagement with you, they just found you how do I know if I'm doing the work right or wrong? Is there a check-in process or is all I have is your courses to go by? I think it's so I'll, I'll talk about the industry. It depends. It's typically dependent on the pricing, right? Mm -hmm. So stuff that's like sub 300, that type of stuff, you're usually going to get the information packaged up. Yeah. I'm talking about yours too. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get into me too. Yeah. Um, you're typically gonna get the information packaged that particular way. As you get into the low thousands, let's just say one to five, Usually there's going to be some level of community with some level of coaching. As you get up above that tens and beyond, you should be getting some direct shit from the person themselves, mm-hmm. not just from their team or not just from their system. Right. Gotcha. So that's first on my side. It functions similarly. Right. If you buy something from me for $300, what I'm telling you is if you come live, I'm live. If you watch the replay, you watch the replay. I've went through and took 
300 slides, condense it down to the 80 that or make the most sense, put it into some sections so you can divide this up if you need to divide up the work, the time. And I'm giving you some like guiding principles to help you get there. I don't have for that tier. There's no continuous coaching that comes with it, but I'm still human. Right. So it's like, shoot your ball question. I'll let me, let me know. Cause sometimes you don't know where a person uh, may be stuck at. I can look at the analytics and see, do people drop off at a particular thing? And then you can make us a correction. But what I love about digital is that it's a live organism. Right. So if people say, Hey, I'm having trouble with section three, I can just add in another video. I can just add in some support and send out an email and say, Hey, I heard these 10 questions come in. Here is the updated version of that particular thing. Yeah. That's what's um, but inside the bigger context, right. I, and this is why price and everything makes sense. I spent $220,000 to learn marketing. That's how much my college degree costs. Right. right? Crazy. Plus, plus the corporate training. I'm condensing this thing into $300, $500 or a thousand dollars. But I don't always think the student is realizing what they're getting. That's true. Right. Cause I can look at the analytics and say, are you prioritizing this shit? Right. Most folks are buying a collection. So you're thinking you can hustle the system. I'm going to buy your podcast class. I'm going to buy your podcast class. I'm going to buy your podcast. And now I'm super podcast, man. As opposed to. <laughs> With your courses combined. <laughs> as opposed to like who resonates with me and let me see their thing all the way through. Right. You know what I mean? So what are you using? Um, we call like pl- platform like Instagram and Twitter, TikTok. That's like rented real estate. Mm-hmm. What is the real estate that you own where you are pushing your community the most and kind of leveraging them? Yeah. So let me go back. The rented real estate ain't always bad. Right. I'm right. not saying it is. Nah, I'm saying not for you. I'm saying contextually for where it is my land. There's power in renting because right. there's a lot of uh, stress in owning. Right. But right. I do recommend that people migrate a portion of it to somewhere that they own. Yeah, right. That's all I'm so my current community um, is just on Facebook. I don't like it. Right. We're building on circle. That's where we'll have those continuous conversations around the things we just talked about. Yeah, sure. Um, forgive me. And then I store all those different contacts in a different CRM. So we got HubSpot, we got ConvertKit, depending on what we want to do. Right. Um, that way you got access of stuff. But let me talk about why the rented is still so powerful. You no longer have to take a, um, you don't have to purchase from me for me to be able to get back in front of you. So I can run an ad that says, if a person has interacted with my page, if a person has commented on my page, if a person has visited my website. So even though I don't own that contact yet, I semi own the real estate that you visited. Mm. And now I can get back in front of you with a better or more appropriate message that can move you to whatever direction. Yeah. Yeah. And and I wasn't saying as, as a jab to the renter, it was more so of the just in case. Like for sure. What happens if Instagram goes down today? What does Molly do? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I ain't gonna be the most stressed out if that bitch go down, right? Like yeah. if, if 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 uh. <laughs> but some people are like, I mean, I've seen. Hey, we got a mutual friend yeah. that Paige got locked out. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you know, I'm telling her like, baby, we could build it back up. But yeah. like, so, so what happened? I will tell you. I'll give you my exact strategy that I would do. So if I lost my Instagram, knock on wood, we don't need them problems. Um, when real, I got real, when, when I got a point of contact, point of contact at Instagram, so I'm gonna hit them up first. But let's assume you don't, but you got an email database. Yeah. So let's say I got fifty thousand people in my email database. The first thing I'm gonna do is email them and say, "Hey, listen, my IG is down. I just started a new one. I need you guys to join me over here on this journey." The reason I prefer my email people over just general followers is you only got on my email for one or two reasons. 
you signed up saying you're interested in buying something or you bought something, right? So you already rocking with me harder than the person who's just popping in to see what's going on on social media. So I'm going to start there, right? But then I'm going to take that particular audience of people that I already own and I'm going to build a lookalike audience. So I'm going to tell Facebook, I want to advertise to people who have the attributes of these 50,000 people over here. And I'm going to advertise to those people and say, I'm mighty. This is what I do. I lost my page. I'm back better than ever. Or whatever message I want to put in front of them. And that's how those two worlds can come together. I also wouldn't, like at this stage, after going out and getting a whole bunch of followers, it's um, it's hollow to a degree. You don't need, I got 230. You don't need this many followers to do shit. Hmm. Right? You end up with a bunch of dead weight. What's the sweet number? Um, sweet number for me culturally and community wise was probably around 50, 60,000. 50, 60, yeah. get there, you. Yeah. Cause now you get, get there with a real community. You get exactly. It. I'll take 50,000 real over 300 browsers any day. Cause now you get trolls, you get, um, just sort of a mix of everything as opposed to, I felt like for a while I'm getting to know people's name mm-hmm. and we building something. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. That's, that's dope. Like that's, that's refreshing to hear. Because people thinking they have to get the, you know. Yeah, yeah like, that'll stress you out, man. Yeah, because like, are you playing like the quote-unquote algorithm game too? When they're like, oh, the algorithm. <laughs> we can break that down too. I heard too. you just say always... you want a new one. You was on the phone. You said what? <laughs> I heard you was oh, on the I was phone. Being silly. <laughs> I can, um, yeah, so the algorithm is simple like this, right? The first thing is Instagram. I'm going to use Instagram, but this applies for any platform. They're a business. We think they're a social media platform. They're a business. They make money when people run ads. So it makes sense for them to say, let's make this the coolest place for folks to hang out so I can sell the most ads at the highest rate. Well, how do I get y'all to come hang out over here? I got to give y'all more than I take from y'all. So I'm going to let y'all make y'all money and you ain't never got to run no ad. Just keep, just stay on the fucking platform. How you stay on the platform, create content that make a person not leave it. And this is why the length of time matters. And this is why the quality of what you're talking about matters. I want to keep you on my page long enough to say that he made me laugh. He just informed me. He just put me on game ad as opposed to boring YouTube, boring TikTok, right? So the people who can keep you on the platform the longest, they're going to have a fighting chance for growing. Right Now here's the, how things have changed in the old days. And I'll use music. How many songs, let's say a song, an album had, 15 tracks on it. Right. How many good songs did it have to be to be a good album? About like 10. Yeah. 12. Confessions. You got to have about 10, eight. 12. You got to okay. have half, over half. Okay. How many did it have to have be an average album? Now let's use that. Confessions is a banger. Like it went diamond. So oh, that ain't yeah. a good album. That's in rare error. That's a whole different album. Okay. Right? Okay. Just so give me a good, just a good old, give me, give me. About half. About half, right. About half. So let's just say 15, 15 tracks, seven, eight of them. Solid, right? right? I'll give you the inverse. What I really just said is seven, eight on was some shit. So the same thing was happening with our content. I was following you because you was funny. Right. So every time you post some funny shit, I'm happy to be here. But every time you start talking about black power, I'm like, well, how we get here? Because right. I didn't come from that, right? So that's shit to me. Uh, you, you being personal right now? Nah, I was just bringing it all the way home. <laughs> saying, you know what I'm saying? Home. Talking about Marcus Garvey Day, I'm, I'm here for the jokes, <laughs> right? Like, but no, but so here's the dynamic because in the old days, we were building our entire personality, and that's like an album. Mm-hmm. So you had a breakup song, a funny song, a club song. Yeah. And that's how our content used to look. I got a funny meme. I got some game. I got some this. And it's like, I like that person. Let me follow that person. Well, now the algorithm is reading it differently. It's saying, 
it's so many people here making so much content. We can only afford to distribute your best work. Mm. What does that mean to us? Yeah. That means instead of going wide with your content, go deep with your content, go to the thing that you know you best at teaching and teach multiple versions of that. Cause the algorithm is going to read your other stuff as now nah, somebody else probably better at that. Like if I start cooking, do they show Gordon Ramsay cooking or me cooking? Right. But if I'm teaching content, do they show me teaching or they show Gordon Ramsay? Gotcha. You feel me? So, you know, that's where getting personal now, that's where I kind of, cause again, I got all your courses. Yeah. yeah. That's where I kind of get in this overthinking thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, because if I go on my content, we talk about literally business community, mm -hmm. God and porn. Okay. You know, like today we could talk about content and we having this great value-based conversation last week. I don't even know what to talk about last week, but there's always some level of insight and expertise, right? Mm -hmm. So when I'm posting my clips, it can seem all over the place. Yeah. It can seem everywhere. So it's like, yo, do you shift the narrative of your podcast? I don't necessarily want to do that. Or do you just post one type of clip? So I just, so, and, so, then, and then I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm just, that's so that's just my podcast. Yep. That's not even talking about my life yep. and everything else that I'm doing. And I am trying to push me as the individual because that eco space pays so many other things. Yep. So like, that's where I kind of get in this space where I'm like, mm -hmm. am I being, am I doing too much? How do I narrow it down? You know, mm -hmm. some stuff like that. So let's get to, um, at a minimum, there's three core goals that people are trying to accomplish on social. Right. You're trying to get in front of strangers and win them over. And we call those followers, subscribers, whatever. You're trying to go deeper with the people that you've already won over. We call that trust, rapport, right? Mm -hmm. Or you're trying to sell somebody something, right? We call that the final conversion. Right. So first, I'm looking at your social media from how are we weighting those things, right? right? I got 200 some thousand people. I don't need no new folks. I'm going to focus on bucket two and three getting you to say I rock with him and then getting you to purchase if it, if that thing lines up with you. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is the latest. I couldn't have given you this game two years ago because it wouldn't have been the right answer. The right answer now is this is why I'm diversifying. So we're building out a business page that's going to stay on brand with business shit. Mm -hmm. And I expect that page is at 11,000. Now I expect it to get to a hundred thousand quicker than anything I've ever created. Cause it's going to have one sole focus of putting you on business game. Me as a person, I'm relaxing my standard for growth and saying, I just really want you to understand who I am and rock with me as a result of it. So I'm cool. I'm not going to trip out if this post go viral and that post is a dud as long as I get this message sort of out to the public. Right. You know what I'm saying? I've been screaming. And if, if y'all don't hear nothing else from me, the reason why I've been screaming to post three to five times per day is because this day was coming. The day where one platform ain't enough. The day we're posting once a day ain't enough. Mm -hmm. So now you got to develop a digital ecosystem mm -hmm. and you got to say, yo, we need a strategy for IG. We need a strategy for TikTok. We need a strategy for email. We need a strategy for YouTube. And we need all these motherfuckers to play nice together. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cause I can no longer count on one thing, six different messages to get it out there. Mm -hmm. So I would say in your case, it might look like depending on what the core goal is, is it to get in front of more people or is it get those people that we're in front of to listen and then we can weight your strategy in different directions. You right. know what I'm saying? I think I think if I'm being honest, it's more people at this point. Yeah. Um, I think 
the people that do get in front, they become real supporters, yep. right? They they listen, they buy, they show up to events. Yep. Like, so I think it's more people. I yep. think we want to maximize who we got. So I would take um, Instagram Reels, TikTok, YouTube Shorts, Facebook Reels as my primary. I would talk about that in the first 1A line item of my, of my team meetings. Yeah. And then I would say, let's scrub through all of our stuff. And what has the what is at the intersection of human interest? Right. right? So there's parts of this conversation that's not good for clicks, but it's good for long form. There's other spots that's going to be better for clicks. So if it's at the intersection of drama or if it's at the intersection of tension or if it, then those are the things that I would put into short form. Right. And I got to bring them back to this longer thing that I'm putting out. You know what I'm saying? But I would say TikTok, YouTube shorts, Facebook reels, Instagram reels. Because one could perform well on the platform and do nothing on the other one. Right. And sometimes it's sort of out of our control. So I ain't emotionally attached to it. I test out seven seconds. I test out about 15 to 20 seconds. I test out 30 seconds. I test out 90 seconds. Right. Yeah. Now, I got a question on, on the Facebook side. Um, I have a really engaged personal profile. Okay. Then I got a business profile that's, eh, you know how that goes. Yep. So it's like right now, when I post on my Instagram and automatically post on the business, but I'm going in and posting it on my personal as well. Mm -hmm. But, and back in the day, they were letting you convert your personal profiles to business. They stopped doing that. Mm -hmm. So I missed that window. How should I handle that side? So let's look at the whole ecosystem, right? So if, if our number one goal is to, I want to make sure I get better Facebook, but if our number one goal is to get in front of new people, cause we want to get folks to find out who we are. Mm -hmm. Right how are you currently approaching all of social media? Where are you spending your money, time, energy, et cetera? Mainly really IG. If I'm, yep. if I'm putting most of my energy is yep. in IG yep. right now. And it wasn't like that before. Yep. IG, IG just before it was Facebook was giving me most attention and yep. IG wasn't doing nothing. Yep. And IG just started yep. fucking with me. Yep. So I don't think anything wrong with that. I would scream from the mountaintops to drum up YouTube. Okay. primarily from like looking at the way the world is shaping out as it relates to building podcasts. Like they're investing in the podcast side of things strategically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think y'all got the audio and y'all got the visual interest. Well, well in that case, most consistently, yeah, it is YouTube. We putting a lot of, but I'm talking about the shorts. I got to go better. Yeah, on the, about, yeah, 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 shorts. yeah. I got to yeah. be better on the yeah. YouTube shorts. And it's the same with everything. Like y'all got to account for those seconds, right? So I want to get into the analytics. You can see on Instagram, like where's something drop off? If I got my phone, I can show you on break. Like, let's say I got a 30 second clip. It'll show you a hundred percent of people watch three seconds, 80, 80% of people watch five seconds. And where did that drop off at? Right. Every time I'm looking at these drop offs, I got to figure out how do I engineer attention? Right. Whether it's a sound, whether it's a transition, whether it's a switching topic, whether it's something moving, I got to test this shit out. Cause I'm losing people at the 12 second mark for some particular reason. Right. You know what I mean? I got to test out subject letter, subject, uh, Test out thumbnails, the whole part. You know right. what I'm saying? I got last question for me um, is more so on the when do you decide whether a new platform is worth the investment of time and energy? Yeah. Um, we've seen a lot of new emerging platforms come up, uh, threads, uh, spiel, fan base, all of these. How do you decide? I like it, don't like it. Yep. Uh, I don't have no emotions about it. I'm only looking at the masses, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm going to go where the people are first. So let's say I'm a fisherman right. and they tell me, boy, they biting over there at the reservoir, right? Yeah. It's a chance there's some fish over here at this creek. But my uncle, them, 
that fish every day say they biting over there at the reservoir, right? I'm going to the I'm, reservoir. If my goal is to eat today, I'm going over there. Right. If I got some extra time on my way back, I'll, I'll swing by the creek and cast a couple lines and just see what happened. Might right. be my little honey hole. So I look at it the same way, especially if you're talking about a mass offering. Right. So some of your smaller platforms establish a presence there, but you can only get so much out of a particular person before you got to move on to another type of customer or whatever else, right? So let's say for this piece, I got to get y'all to figure out that we're doing a podcast and then I want to get you to tune in. Right. Mm -hmm. But what is the real shelf life of a subscriber? You probably got people that are loyalists. They go listen to everything you drop. Right. You got people that are casual based on the subject matter. And you got a whole bunch of people that just drop in and drop out. You know what I mean? So the reason why I wouldn't put a disproportionate amount of y'all focus on smaller platforms, is just less people there. Right. But peek in and figure out what's going on. Like I understand threads. Right. I get it. I was there for the first couple of weeks, really looking around, dipping and dabbing. Right. The problem Threads has right now is that they can't necessarily get you in front of new people. It's only great if your other people from Instagram are already coming over here. But that's sort of like a um, that's like a hollow win. Right. It's kind of like I was already was already knee deep over here. Right. But now. So from from my perspective, um, start with whatever you know best. I still like Instagram as a hub because it gives us the widest type of content, right. written, photo, video, long form, short form, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of pivot as you need to. All right. So piggybacking off of that are like things like sizes of fonts, styles of fonts, yeah. colors. All that, are, is that important or is it just like, fuck it, ship it, put it out? Yeah, man, it's both, bro. Like, Because like, well, I have five clips with five different captions. Yeah. Or do I just find the white cat, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough, right? Like personal question. <laughs> nah, it matters though. There's a um there's a design element to everything, uh-huh. right? And I think we don't pay enough attention to it, but if you're not careful, it becomes analysis paralysis, right? So I would look at who I see um winning in the space and I do a couple of things. One, I would look at like how many words per screen three words, five words, seven words, how fast can a person read the information, right? What type of fonts for what reasons? Am I seeing that they doing a, a shadow behind it or a black outline behind it, right? And I'm just going to fast follow in this case versus trying to establish my own thing. I'm a fast follow what's working until I can buy myself the time to really be like, why is it working and how do we make it our own? You know what I mean? Um, that's critical. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't stress as much about the particular fonts I would really focus on what's being said and is it worthy of listening to for the period of time that we're allocating it. And sometimes we just got to cut that shit shorter. Yeah. So you're a teacher and you are, you obviously passionate about it. Like I see you do it all the time. I see you on your lives. Yeah. What's that one thing you want every one of your students to get that one lesson and one message that you feel like they even missing it. They not hearing it you got to figure out a better way to say it. Like what's that message that might want the world to know? Man, beautiful question. The the message I would want them to, to know is, um, and to really get is you got more control over your destiny than you think you do. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like 12 months of focus, fuck the clubs, fuck the drinking 12 months of focus will change your life on social media. You know what I mean? And when I say you got more control, like think about like y'all got a beautiful system y'all running here, right? How many people inbound reach out to you trying to add value to you every day in some capacity? 
add value to me personally. Now, nah, which I'll build it. How many people saying, man, I'm great at this. Can I help? Oh, not every day, but we get it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. yeah. And do you pay attention to it? Yeah. Yeah. Me, I do. Yep. Yeah. So most people don't even shoot. They shot. They just let social media feel intimidating. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't get nearly as much inbound as I should relative to my scope and scale. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then of those people, how many folks just, how many people follow up again? And then how many people bogart their way? Right. right. So right. when I say you got more control over it, like sometimes the algorithm is beyond our control. Right. Right. You just throw some shit out there to the masses and it's going to do what it's going to do. But other times, like, I don't think we take B2B serious enough. I, I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Like we got to, sometimes you got to go out here and catch the food as opposed to just putting the nets out and hoping something bites. So I would want folks to understand what locking in really look like. Mm. I got something I'm going to say here first. I'm still working on saying it on my page. Most people only visit greatness. They need to take up permanent residence. Mm. So you driving by and looking at greatness, you came in and had a glass of water, then you went back to average. Right. Right. You got to, let's just say 100,000. But it's top, this top 10, top 12%. That means if I line up 100 people with a podcast, 10 of y'all step forward. If I line up 10 people, only one of y'all step forward. That's what top 10% look like. Right. And then folks got to know to say they want to make millions. Top 1%? Top 0.5%? Right. Like, I don't think people understand what they're asking for. No. So when it's, I'm it's saying like, good. yeah, when I'm saying take a residence, like, what do what does greatness really look like? So to tie those other things together, I study the words that I write. You know what I'm saying? In that content that converts, I talk about the power of rhythm and alliteration because it matters. It ain't just random things that I'm posting. That's a thought process, right? Mm-hmm. When I'm saying align your behaviors with your beliefs, when I'm saying um, the, I'm saying the four C's of content for a reason. I'm not saying here's the K, L, J, and D of content because you're not going to remember that shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm tying in the numbers. I'm tying in the rhythm. I'm tying it, and I'm, I'm doing what I'm teaching. You feel me? So I get passionate from that side because I think people think it's just accidental. Right. But if you lock in, bro, like, look, shout it. If you, that's that Atlanta. <laughs> that's a different <laughs> shout right? That, that, you don't know, they're going to swing on you and dap you up. <laughs> but if you, I always look at how far we came so I can be, uh, I can be grateful. If you wanted to get a message to um, 200,000 people, that shit used to cost you twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars yeah. to have a regional TV ad. Mm-hmm. Now you got an option to do that, right? One of my ribs that got in front of five point five million people. So people playing, you know what I mean? Like I ain't even talking to you if you don't want to be in the top ten percent. You got to already be there or believe you can be there. Other than that, you just a spectator. Right. But I ain't creating no content for nobody who's comfortable being in the bottom eighty. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm not saying do when I bro, I say do a hundred of these before you judge it. So you can really be able to look at this bell shaped curve and see, man, I should have 15, 15 things that did horrible. Right. 70 that did decent and 15 that did amazing. Now let me learn from the amazing. Right. You can't get that data from three things. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, if it, if if I had them to take away something, I need them to understand how much intentionality I'm putting into what I'm doing. Like, and you need to buy into some belief. You can borrow some of mine. I got a little extra few. Right. But then, right, you can change your life. I like um, something that we talked about before was 
you just wanted to teach people how to get to that six figure. Yeah. Cause you know, and again, internet is a lot of cap, man. Yeah. Everybody, nobody broke on the internet. You know what I'm saying? Everybody on the way to a million. And you just talk about that, the real realistic. How do you get to that six figure? You know what I'm saying? And I think you make that, you make realistic dreaming sound cool again. Cause right now it's it's online. It's cool to say, I'm about to be next trillionaire. Yeah. People just saying crazy shit, right? And so again, there's, there's, um, shit crazy. But people a trillion don't, people don't people know how don't, far that yeah, is. People like, don't understand. And the reason, let's just use 100,000 as a round number, right? Depending on the type of product or service that I have, that's a lot of manpower, right? Mm-hmm. So if you got a candles and you sell your candles for 20 bucks, that's a lot of candles. What? Right. 5,000 candles? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Where you going? Who going to pour them, mm-hmm. right? Who going to package them? Who going to ship them? So your hundred thousand, that's that's some serious, you know what I mean? Right. If we're talking t-shirts, if we're talking hoodies, if we're talking classes and courses, it don't matter. Right. You gotta put some serious work into it. And I don't think that it's in it's not to me, it's not glorious to skip past the first level. If a person hasn't consistently made a hundred thousand, me selling them a million is irresponsible. Mm. Yeah. Right? One hundred thousand might not feel sexy, but a million is irresponsible. Well, one hundred thousand is sexy when most people ain't. It's very sexy, 20. right? Again, eight thousand three hundred thirty-three dollars a month, right? Two hundred seventy-four dollars a day, every day, today and tomorrow, and then the day after that, right. your birthday, Jesus' birthday, Thanksgiving day, because he's gonna develop a discipline in you. So that's why I'm screaming it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and I love that. I love that campaign. Yeah, I love that campaign because people, again. It's too much cap online. Like everybody is about to be a millionaire. And I get there is a balance between affirmation and yeah. speaking life into yourself yeah. and being realistic. Yeah. If, you know, they say faith without work. Focus on that part of the scripture. It did. You know what I'm so saying? So same thing. I don't mean to overtalk you. I'm just it's the passion, bro. Like, I like it. You might have to I don't I don't really set out to be motivational, right? Like you might have to you might can pull something from me. But somebody might have to get their affirmation from somebody else. Right. Like, come to me when you're locked in on the technical part and you're trying to navigate that thing to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Because right. um, I, I don't think people put enough um, perspective around what it takes to be dope at something, right? right? In today's time, like, I'll use an example. If I pick up this camera and take a picture, am I a photographer? There's a group of people that are going to be like, you took the picture? Shit. Right. Then there's another group of people that's like, hell not. Nah. Like, you just prayed the butt. You, right. sh- you shooting an auto? Right. right. So in today's world, nobody wants to offend anybody. Everybody wants to affirm everybody. And the part of me that's like the emotional intelligent part of me is like, I like affirming people. Right. But then like the grown man, I'm 37 years old, bro. I'm not finna play with you. Yeah, right. You finna bro. quit your jaw to do this. You got a family to feed to do this. You play, but you're not finna, but what? Right. Then that part of me come out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So if posting a couple times a day or if, you know, devoting more time to your craft is what's in between you and the gold. You just do what got to be done. When did people stop hating jobs so much? I remember when so, when, when I first started doing only, entrepreneurship. It's only Atlanta. I think nobody. <laughs> well, it, it definitely <laughs> Atlanta DC. ports culture all yeah. around the world in a way that's not realistic it started at in all. Atlanta, it, it, de- out, it definitely yeah. in DC because DC everybody got jobs. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. But, it's a, but, that's, it's a but, that's, but that's a different type though. And that's like that government. Contract job. Niggas in Atlanta believe in that too. Man, but you're I, going to have a side hustle. I'm just saying, that's, so that's I remember a, though. Yeah. I remember when I first started this shit. What? Because I didn't go to school. Yep. And I would look at like a bum. Like this was before not going to college. You was a bum, nigga. Yep. Like, 08 
niggas was, y'all 05 yeah, niggas and how y'all niggas was yeah. still smart as fuck in school. So I didn't go to college. So niggas looking at you like you stupid. It wasn't until Mark Zuckerberg said he didn't go and then Bill, all these people start saying they dropped out. That's when it started getting like a little acceptable. Entrepreneur got sexy and then like, yeah, I don't Kanye want- West gave you that soulful music from a college <laughs> dropout. You like, he made this. Yeah. And, and, then, and then people just start hating it. So, so people happened? can't calibrate themselves, right? Because if you're hearing he dropped out, you like, shit, I dropped out. Wait. We got something in common. It's not that you get the backstories. We laughing about the cootie thing, but like Kanye was getting musical placements at 17 to 18. He not no regular producer. So like you might not be that, right? You couldn't find Jay Z. Know, know your abilities. You're right. But like you gotta be able to calibrate yourself. So but let's go back. Cause you, you said something powerful, Keith, when you said it started from Atlanta, because cities do hold energies. Right now, if you close your eyes and say, let's just use the US, if you was gonna break as a movie star, you should go to LA. Right. If you gonna figure out fashion, you should go to New York. If you wanted to work in the government, you should go to DC. Perfect. So Atlanta has always been akin to entertainment and entrepreneurship. Right. The what we call Atlanta, the black money of Atlanta came from entrepreneurship. Right. This came from folks saying, We're gonna write in a certain percentage of government contracts to go to black owned businesses. We're gonna teach our own kids right now here at the AUC. We're gonna have jobs for these kids when they come out of the AUC. But the core part of it, the A.J. Russells and everybody that spawned from that, mm-hmm. it's entrepreneurship. Then you add in entertainment, which is still a different form of entrepreneurship. So you can't leave out what everybody did in the early 90s around music. So now we got a hub for college. We got a hub for entertainment and we got a hub for entrepreneurship. Right. right? That, that, that was smart. The entertainment is entrepreneurship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think that's where also people learn you could do a little bit of both. You could work your desk job and then you could be a party promoter and be like, oh shit, okay. The thing, they ain't even conflicting with each other, right? right? So I think let's just bring that to present day. Something special happened when we realized that we could go direct to consumer on, on, on social media. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to go to a store. Like you can package up this hair weave and sell it right here. Right. You can package up this makeup. We never had that before. Right. And so I think naturally with Atlanta being a place that if you didn't live here, you at least visited once or twice a year, mm-hmm. you had friends from here or you come back from homecoming here. I think we did create this other entrepreneurial thing that we didn't necessarily knew we was know that we was creating at the time. Nice. You know what I mean? Now my bigger part, cause I'm a nerd. I, I don't think entrepreneur, I think entrepreneurship is a, is a symptom. I don't think most people want to be entrepreneurs. I think corporate is so broken that folks are like, well, I, I'm better off trying to figure this shit out on my own. Right. right. Like it ain't that hard to replace what they trying to pay me. Right. So I think most people are out here as a result of just being done wrong and they just try to navigate it. I think that's a part. It definitely part. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, just talking about more like future projections and type of stuff. Um, how has AI disrupted oh, the business boy. that you're in man, or, listen, or helped it? Man, listen, man, we are in the future. We are way in the future as it relates to AI, right? So there's there's aspects of it that's been around with us this whole time. We just didn't call it that, right? So something as simple as these cameras we're looking at, they use the autofocus to find our eye. That's, that's AI, right? Mm-hmm. But we just weren't thinking about it that way. Now let's get into the core part of the business because I got a strong point of view on it. I think people should lean into AI to do things that it's better at than being a human. Mm-hmm. So if you need to organize a list, if you need definitions rapidly, if you need to clone something, let AI do that. But that time you get back, put that into a human endeavor, 
right? So I'd rather if AI is going to save me two hours because it can automate tasks, now use an hour of those to go live and build with your people. Use 30 minutes of that to call your listeners and see if they got some topics they want to contribute to next week's conversation. You know what I mean? You get into the data and you're like, man, this person been tuning in for 200 episodes. Hey, let me just call them. Hey, what's up? This Eldridge. They're like, this who? Hey, man, I see you've been listening to the podcast for the last 18 months, bro. Next week we interview in such and such. I want to get a question directly from you as one of our top, like be a human. Right. So I think people should play it that way as opposed to what most folks doing. They seeing what AI can do and they're like, well, let me chill and just let AI run this shit. Yeah. Hmm. But who am I? Like I'm not out to maximize profit. But like, but, but would you in our market, maybe it might be a business thing, but would you like incorporate AI into like, you know, you can you can upload all your writings and like your emails, and it'll start writing yeah. like you. So yeah, you yeah. Can get content out faster. Would you leverage it in that? I use it more for ideation than okay. I do for creation. Okay. So sometimes you just get stuck, yeah. right? Yeah. So I might let's say you take this 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 thing in here, right? And Ryan, keep me honest. We will run this through Descript and get the actual written out part of what we just talked about. Right. Then I'll put that in the chat GPT, and I'll say, Hey, I just interviewed this dude named Marty. Here's his bio. Here's our interview. I want to interview him a second time based on everything we talked about. What questions should I have asked? Nice. Oh, that's good. You know so what I'm saying? We use the script too, but yeah. I didn't think to use it first. So I'll second. do it for those types of things, right? I want to continue to foster a relationship. What follow-up email should I send? Yeah. Right? Like I let it think for me. Like, hey, you know what? That is quicker. Yeah. Like have it spit out 12 questions that you wish you would have. And then you go from there. And this it's crazy because I seen when ChatGPT came out. Yeah. Um, and I seen people got hot on it for a little bit, but I feel like a lot of people just didn't know yeah. how to use it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are still there. Like, yeah, yeah this thing is great. Yep. But how do I use it? I think this? it's like how to use it, and then if I didn't figure out, I put it down. Yeah. Or I'm just using it for the one thing I learned how yeah, to yeah. use it. Yeah, for I'm one. using it for a glorified Google, and that's yeah. what I'm talking to people. A lot of people are using it for literally a glorified Google. Like, it's not that. Yeah, and that's the. Uh, fraction of it right yeah. y'all want me to, y'all want me to teach your chat you let me know now so because my experience been different my business partner work in silicon valley so he taught me about chat gpt before it reached the masses I, I've, my I've cousin spent did one or two hours in chat gpt every day for the last eight months 12 months like we had this conversation i think last november you know what i mean like i'm i'm in there i also think people be trend hopping so every time every day a new platform pops up so you devote one percent to learning Mid journey, one percent to learning, uh, uh, ChatGPT, one percent to Bard. Right. Man, go get you 10, 20, 30 percent in one of those things, right. and trust that you'll be able to migrate to the other part. I know of he it. kind of did. I hopped over the slide. Yeah, it happened yeah. like that though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because to me, they're still just tools. Like most of our computers came with Microsoft Excel, but we ain't no calculator. Yeah. But it's a beast. But we never really realized what was in front of us. Right. So I still think ChatGPT is a great one for a hub. Um, because of the things that you can do, especially integrations and things like that that you can do through Chrome. Would, do you separate content based on um, the type of content? Like, do you put comedy on IG? Do I put my serious content on? T- is that? Um, I haven't got to that point yet. Like, I'm still just kind of uh, sort of experiencing the whole piece. I don't know that you have to break it out that far, but I definitely would separate whether something is a video or something is written or something is a photo. And then I try to always add context. So I'll never post a picture without giving a further description of what that picture is. I'm going to try to bring you into the emotion of it. Whereas at one point, you can just post a dope picture and everybody be like, this shit is dope, yeah. right? And so I'll give you an example, right? If I post a picture of these Jordans without no context, they're just some Jordans. Yeah. 
But if I say, man, I'm from Barnesville City Projects, and before we had money, I had a concept of what the people who had money looked like. And one of the things I saw is that they was wearing Jordan shoes. So the first thing I decided I was going to do when I got some money was buy me a pair. It turned out into an outright addiction. Man, I was buying every one that they was making. I got a job at a shoe store so I could get a discount. Anytime I got paid, I bought shoes. I had such a problem that as I became an adult and got into corporate, I had more shoes than I had anything else. So when I quit my job to be an entrepreneur, at one point, the only thing I had left of value was some shoes. And I literally sold them piece by piece, shoe by shoe, $80 here, $200 there. Every group of $1,000 that was going to buy me two more weeks or a month to be an entrepreneur. I got to the point where I had none left. So from five years old up to 30 years old, even though it might be trivial to you, it meant something to me. So now when you see me walking with a pair of Jordans, these are the ones as a result from breaking myself down to zero and building back up. That's how you post shoes. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what, a, sh- what Jordans was that? <laughs> as, as opposed to, right? But imagine that being a video. Yeah. And imagine we walk in front of projects I grew up in, to the apartments, to where I went to college, and then I end up barefoot when I went through my rough part of entrepreneurship, right? And then I walk back into some shit. Like, that'll go viral. Do you repurpose the same content in different forms? For sure. Like just, yeah, yeah. Like Absolutely. Th- that'll be a video. That. The, that same words will be blog. And then it it'll better also be. be. Yes. Okay. So right. here's, that's my number one thing, right? So I'm going I'm to I'm stay on you on content that converts. I will check your credentials tonight and I'm going to give y'all a report for all the gym uh, fans of the, uh, out here. <laughs> and then we're going to run this through the script and we have you some feel more me? questions for yeah. you the next time I'm you with come. I'm it. I'm with it. But the number one thing is you better off finding what works and creating iterations of the thing that works than to try to find something new. So the first level is, if it was on video, make it written. If it was a photo, turn it into a video. Let's see if we can get some more yield out of it that way. And then let me give it alternative. So let me tell the story before it happened. Let me tell the story after it happened, but keep the thing that worked as part of the story. So I'm not actually creating three to five original thoughts every day. Yeah, only 70% of my stuff is a variation of the thing that I already know that worked. You know what I mean? Okay. Yep. And are there any um, numbers that you that you follow? Like for us in podcasting, it's like the downloads and listens in social media or just in marketing. Is it? What, 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 what? Yeah, so I look at ratios on everything, right? So I look at the ratios of, I don't look at the total follower per se. I look at that piece of content and say, what's the ratio of how many people liked it to how many people saw it? So if you go into the insights, it'll give you a reach number. So let's say I got 200,000 followers, but this post reached 35 people. I mean, 35,000 people. I know that 10% engagement of what it reached is pretty solid. So I expect to see 3,500 likes, 35,000 people that it reached. Mm. Now, I wish it reached my full audience, but that ain't what we're dealing with. So I look at those ratios. I also look at saves and shares ratios, right? So shares is like, in a perfect world, I want to come back to this. I might not make time for it, but it was good enough or I had something else going on that I think I want to see it again. So that's the indicator of what I might want to make another version of. Right. Shares is, I'm sorry, that was for safe. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Shares is like, but it's so good. I got to tell somebody. Right. It's so funny. I got to put somebody on game. You know what I mean? And so now I'm looking at when I want to grow that way, I can create more content that's shareable versus savable. And I can kind of move around from there. Yeah, I know. I mean, 
Mata told me I was going viral when I posted about Greenwood. Yeah. He, he literally called me. He said, bro, this shit going viral. Mm. And he was like, he was like, he was like, I don't know. He was like, I don't know. What was your most viral piece of content? He said, bro, this is about to go viral. I can tell how they sharing it. Yeah, I can look at three minute, 10 minute, 30 minute, one hour and tell you pretty much what that post going to do, at least on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. He wasn't lying. That's what's up. Now, I know you're rapping. My last question is books, man. Like, what are like the books that you're reading that that either put you in the game on this and Mm. something that you're currently reading and something that you recommend a young person to read? I bet. Throw it all at me. Um, Yeah, it's a lot. So let let me, I'm going to give you one tried and true. Um, as far as thinking about building a business. So it's two of them, but I like both good to great and great by choice. Right. Great by choice, um, is the follow-up book. One of the things I like about it is the stories that they tell in it. So they're looking at similar companies to figure out why did this company go to distance and why didn't that company go to distance? And you learn that there are these traits that companies have that separate them from like good or average companies. So I would read that. I don't know if there's a trilogy, but I would definitely read those two for like my go-to business books. They're a little more technical as, as, it, as it relates to the business, but like it'll get your mind in the right place. Um, another book that I would read, it's called, so the guy, his most popular book is called uh, Profit First. But the book that I like even doper than that, I think it's called A Pumpkin Plan. I would read The Pumpkin Plan, especially if you're walking into business and you're trying to figure out like, I got a bunch of ideas how to narrow this thing down. What does something look like that's going to win versus something else and getting focused on something that you know going to work. Like that was solid and profit, profit first is solid. I just haven't had the discipline to, to put the system in place yet. Um, and then last book, you said what? I, I have heard of that profit first. Book. Yeah, 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 for sure. And just to even the thought, it, it reorients your thought process. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be the same when you leave that book. So that same thing could be done. You can make a case for rich dad, poor dad is going to do the same, right? Mm -hmm. I think you need something that's going to break your mindset from wherever you started, right? So you got somebody got to flip the world upside down on you. But then I think you need a technical thing that'll go further than that. You know what I mean? So um, those would be some good places to start for sure. And then if you own this other stuff, then you need to read Powernomics. I've seen that out there on the the mantle. But like if you really talking about- I still got them other books you asked me for. Do you still oh, let, me, let me grab them. Let me grab them. Yeah, for, right. sure. for sure. For sure. It's it's connected to the other thing we connected on. So I'll tell you about it offline. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, man. So what you got going on? What you uh what you want people to know, what's coming out. Yeah. I will say, you know, you comment, you give us a great comment review on this episode. I will personally buy content that converts for you. So Yeah, y'all, y'all family, man. I appreciate um I appreciate the space and what people can't uh, see or feel necessarily through the lens is the hospitality and the like the, the love from the time I pulled up. So that's real. I'm not playing. We cool in real life, but the whole experience been super dope. You know what I'm saying? So I salute y'all for, for the professionalism and everything being locked in. Um, so that's dope. As far as me coming up, bro, I'm locked in on the same stuff. So we're getting ready to relaunch 100K campaign. Um, for a while, it was sort of overlapping. Me, the person and the business are one and the same. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting ready to break those two worlds out. So 100K campaign will be ideal for three groups of people. Those who are looking to make $100,000 in a year, those who are looking to figure out how to make $100,000 in a month, and then those who are looking to try to figure out how to make $100,000 in a day. Right? So the bulk of it will focus on their year, but we're going to sprinkle in, like, what are the systems? What's the rollout? If you want to fast track that revenue. Right. Um, so that's right. going to be the big thing. And then just connect with me personally, Marty Woodard. I'm sort of a 
switchboard or that's going to be pushing people in different directions depending on what campaigns we got going at the time. But you include the cooking, cooking up, man. Man, we we. I know. I normally don't let people film. Like, I, I mean, literally, you can go deep to the cave. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I I'm sh- over here itching on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> like, you over here like this? I'm like, sh- and he got a yeah. microphone on too. I shut I down. <laughs> I shut down phones. I don't let fuck go live. But you know, I know you're working on some dumb yeah, shit. For sure, for sure. So yeah, so we 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 building out the media wing of what it's gonna really look like to go omni-channel, right? So what I just described to you. Like we got it. There's a science between what goes on each platform. This white content might live on all five. This we might, we know might do well on LinkedIn versus TikTok. So we building out the infrastructure of that on the back end, And then the art of like, how do you capture and tell these stories? And then I'll give you for additional perspective. One, I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know that that was a rule of y'all's, but part of the reason why it's a rule of ours now is we are in the AI age. So ain't nobody going to have me saying nothing I didn't say. Right, and that ain't Ooh. personal to y'all. That, you ain't gonna that is, add words, remove words, right. chop words. I'm gonna always have a long script, right? And then we can just sync up and go transcript for transcript. You know what I'm saying? Um, because I'm thinking 20 years from now, we we we're building what's gonna become one of the biggest media agencies in the world. We just 20 years before it happens, so I'm I'm sort of walking in those steps. Right. And then what we're doing is humanizing what it, the work look like. Mm-hmm. nobody ever seen me make content they just see the results of it so the same thing you were saying now i'm about to show y'all what it looked like this is what i look like on the whiteboard this is what it looked like to go do a podcast we're gonna leave here and go make some more content get back into trello get back into the editing most folks just see the result like man they would do bro right. yeah but you gotta get in the car you gotta drive you gotta eat you gotta meet folks you got this shit take 12 hours to put in the type of work so we want to yeah. be able to bring them into that world i love it yeah I can't wait to see it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just make sure I'm and we'll do the same for y'all that y'all doing for us. So anything that we plan on putting out, I'm happy to put that before y'all. Anything that don't work for you, we happy to snatch that. So, so yeah. What's up, man? So um, tell the people how to find you, yeah. socials and all that good stuff that should already Man, Madi Wooder, M-A-H-D-I-W-O-O-D-A-R-D. I'm on all the platforms. I'm just most active on Instagram. Again, bro, it's my pleasure, man. Anytime somebody build a platform and allow you a space on it, I don't take it lightly. So. I know y'all how many hundred episodes in? This is that's 248. Yeah, that's a different type of discipline. You know what I'm saying? So um, that is the same to me as the posting three to five times per day. It's can you, despite all the shit going on in your life, can right. you block out and lock in on something? So I appreciate y'all, boys. And uh, we got a podcast coming soon, so I'll make sure we return the favor. That's what's up. That's what's and uh, up. yeah, I mean. That's needed. Yeah, that's so, needed. We're ready for that. We're ready yeah, it's called that. 100K Combos. So. Um, we'll just be having different versions of what does that actually look like? Right. You know what I mean? To how do you build a business to that level? Mm-hmm. How do you serve a certain amount of people? Yeah, what that yeah. payroll look like? Right. <laughs> that being said, <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> it's real. Yeah. But look, bro, I thank you, man. Not only just for being a brother and a friend and we talk a lot offline, but for doing what you do for the people. Like you, you say it at the end, like you mighty and you love the, yeah, you know, yeah. That's for real. That ain't yeah. a fake thing. You bring a lot of value, brother. So this definitely the first time won't be the last. See you on the next time, man. We say this every week, y'all. We love y'all. We need y'all. But most importantly, we can't wait to see y'all next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Just Elders Podcast.
City with T.I. Outcast and Uwe. Everybody know about Atlanta. It's just a Gucci. Everybody know about the scammers, about the trappers. And what we living now, it's just that lifestyle. Turn on my podcast. I'm trying to hit it real now. Hear perspective. We on to keep it real now. Every day we on the grind. Sometimes it's hard to tune out the outside. Oh. Yeah, real things, you know we gon' last, yeah. Kick it back, kick it back, kick it back.